Hey. Hi. I'm Alex. I'm Val. And today we are going to talk about the Telltale Moose Adele, ninth episode of season three of The Sopranos. Yes. This is about The Sopranos, by the way. Yeah. We're going to talk about Sopranos this time. Okay. Like all of the times. Yeah. <laughs> um, something cool about this episode is it's another one written by Michael Imperioli, who yeah. plays Christopher in the show, who actually is a pretty incredible writer and actually shows up writing some of some of the great episodes of the mm-hmm. show in addition to his acting work mm-hmm. which is really cool and i feel like it's an interesting episode i feel like now we're maybe like moving into the latter part of this season they're definitely setting up some dramatic possibilities between the characters that will kind of continue to unfold as the season reaches its end. Right. And I feel like we're moving out of these, like, groupings of episodes that happened earlier, like the, the kind of, like, trilogy of violent episodes that mm-hmm. were somewhat kind of standalone, mm-hmm. and then kind of, like, the slower-paced episodes that came after that. I feel like we're kind of moving into kind of establishing some of the key players in the yeah. end of the season, focusing on characters who have been introduced more thoroughly in this season like Gloria and to an extent Jackie Jr. Even though we had seen him before, he's kind of coming into his own as like a full character now. Yeah, it's it's interesting like going towards the end of the season because you know, especially during that trilogy of violent episodes for example and even before that we were kind of set up to feel like Ralphie was kind of our villain of the season, yeah. right? But then he's played like a really minor role these past episodes, right? Like this episode, we see him um, wearing an apron mm-hmm. and cooking pasta and like talking about <laughs> and his... giving Jackie a gun. <laughs> and, yeah, no, absolutely. But like it, it seems like that conflict, right? Like him being made captain, it kind of seems like that conflict has been cooled off. Right. So we are kind of left now being like, okay, like what is the conflict right. of this season mm-hmm. then? Um, or like, was that it? Has it already been resolved? Yeah, and I think there's they're even playing within this episode a feeling of things are resolving and actually are relatively good. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony's happy. When he goes to Melfi, he's, he's giving her a bonus because he feels like things are going well in his life. He's whistling as he walks out the door, like he used to say about those happy wanderer types who just, right. like, whistle as they walk down the street. Right. Yeah, and I mean, all things considered, actually, there's actually some major, like, anti-climaxes mm. like the show loves in this episode, like it sets up a major conflict with AJ that could really like affect the trajectory of his life. He could be facing expulsion and yet it's just kind of resolved with a whimper with nothing. In fact, it's almost like the opposite of the principles that you would expect for a situation like that. Like there's just this kind of like bullshit pretense so that he can play football. Right. Right. And even with the Jackie Jr. and like the Matouche scenario, Mm -hmm. right? Like that does blow up. Like Matouche gets really badly hurt Mm -hmm. right but it's it's still not like i don't know like we kind of see it's like i don't know jackie jr's asserting himself in a different way um he's kind of like on the rise he's acting like a total boss jackie yeah he's trying like he's He's trying trying, he's trying to be seen that way anyways which is pretty funny to me yeah, and it's going pretty badly. Yeah, it's not going well for him. <laughs> He's not But great for the other it. characters, things seem to be, yeah, kind of like working themselves out. Yeah, 
And I mean, with Jackie too, like I feel like it's an interesting dynamic because he comes from this kind of like royal family, and yet I feel like he's a character who, even though he kind of wants this now, he's kind of unprepared for that world. And mm-hmm. I think that it's almost a reflection of the generation he's from. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Jackie and who he is with his upbringing and who he is, he just kind of cannot function within this mob world. Mm. Like, he's kind of come a little bit too late. Like, he's, I don't know, maybe he's, like, kind of come in after the end or something. Mm. That he's kind of connected to Meadow in a way where he's unconnected to the characters, even like Christopher. Yeah. Who is not that much older than him. No, exactly. But kind of comes from a different world and is more prepared to live within the kind of mob universe. Yep. And I think that he's trying to force it, but it just, like, it doesn't work. Yeah, he's even more, like, connected to AJ than he is to any of those other guys, right? Yeah, And, like, exactly. it, it was interesting, like, them spending time together this episode is interesting in light of, like, AJ being destructive and Jackie Jr. also being, you know, relatively destructive or, like, heading towards destruction maybe yeah. anyways, right? So. Um, yeah, I think there's some parallels there. And I do, I, I agree. Like, he doesn't, that scene where he's, like, meeting with, like, the friends of Matouche, like, yeah. whoever those guys are. Yeah. Um, like, it's just, it's like, even just the way he's conducting himself, it's like he's, like, watching a TV show about how to be a boss. Right. Like, he doesn't, even though his dad was the boss, I, like, he didn't, he, like, didn't have access to that or something like that. Like, he's, like acting like a TV mob boss. Yeah, and he's definitely projecting like a strong image. Like there's yeah. something that he has in his head of who he wants to be. Yeah. And it's very detached from who he actually is. Yeah. Um, I thought it was it was interesting too, like the way that they portray Jackie in this episode, it, it is kind of multidimensional. Like I feel like he, at this part of the season, is now kind of joining the like key ensemble mm-hmm. like the key part of the cast of characters and they even actually, though they still have him as not like a main they're like also starring whoever the actor's name is right but i mean he's just kind of becoming central <laughs> yeah. to no, everything I know. I know that's what happening you mean. and uh i think that that's kind of reflected in the way that they represent him as a complicated complex character and uh we even have like there's a shot when he's with aj helping him with Football, they actually mm-hmm. have like a spinning shot similar to the one that they had mm-hmm. that was originally established with Tony in college and has been used with other characters. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of showing this like mellow side of him. Meadow is looking at him through the window, kind of right. like she's like kind of like pining for him. And he kind of comes across as having this kind of emotional, kind of helpful, thoughtful, caring side to him. And yet, Obviously, at the same time, it's it's complicated by the fact that he's trying to be more involved with the mob. Right. Um, even when, like, you know, we, like the first we see of him in this episode, right, he, they're about to sing happy birthday to Carmela. Mm-hmm. And everyone's gathered around and, like, they jump into singing and then the doorbell rings right mm-hmm. away. And Meadow goes to get it. He arrives with, like, a very large bottle of wine yeah i was wondering if that was like a magnum size yeah which seems like the kind of wine that you get like at the uh, bodega yeah but... which i think plays into the theme that's established in this episode of people giving really bad presents or yeah. self-serving presents yeah in this, in this episode um but it is like he always like you know he's all the characters are kind of dealing with how he's in their lives now like tony and carmela are both dealing with that you know and like rosalie's dealing with that as well right Mm -hmm. so they're both kind of confronted with um conflicting feelings about how 
Jackie Jr. is involved in Meadow's life and what that means. Yeah. Meadow's kind of, you know, like when she's looking at him out the window all dreamily, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can see that she's thinking about that. So he he's interesting. I mean, like he does kind of, he felt out of place at that party, right? Yeah. Because it's not like Rosalie and, and Ralphie were there, mm-hmm. right? And like Rosalie's Carmela's friend. Right. Um, he was there as Meadows' partner. Right. Right. And yet the, the Jackie that we're seeing in that environment is an act. Mm-hmm. Like he's manipulating people to see him a certain way mm-hmm. when actually underneath he's very different and has different desires and a yeah. different idea of who he wants to be. Yeah. So it really is pretty insincere. Yeah. And even like that wine that he brings, like it's a nice thought, but it's also like pretty easy to see through. And also it's not that fitting for Carmela yeah. either. No. Oh man! Oh, I wanted to, I wanted to mention too when he meets then later with Matouche in the car, mm-hmm. like after he talks to Christopher right. very unsuccessfully and runs out of mm-hmm. of the bing, um, he says really silly things like "In time, everything will be revealed right. to you." Like he's <laughs> such a dweeb, right. but he can't even write a paper on Edgar Allan Poe, right? right? Like Meadow has to do that for yeah. him. Um, he wants to come off as this smart dude. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really is. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, I thought that was really And funny. also the fact that he turns to Matush and basically says everything is okay. And yeah. then flips it to say you can't serve in the club. But, like, that is drastically unfair to Matush because that is clearly not what happened in his interaction with yeah. Chris. And he's completely just serving himself in a pretty unintelligent he, way. He in a way that's seem to care pretty, either. Like, pretty clearly going to yeah. blow up for... Yeah. For definitely Matouche, but probably him as well. Yeah. Like, he's really playing with fire. Yeah. I mean, Tony has told him not to get involved with this world, and he can't help himself. Yeah. And he's lying about it, right? He's like, oh, I was at a bachelor party, and that's That's actually I'm kind here. of what he's best at, is that yeah. level of insincerity. Like, yeah. he can kind of, like, come up with stories on the spot, and they're somewhat believable. Yeah. But other than that aspect, he doesn't really fit into that world. Yeah. No, totally. And he doesn't really seem to have the abilities and yeah that he would need to successfully be a part of that family. yeah yeah what about aj maybe that's a good segue into the yeah. stuff that's happening with him oh aj well let's start with his uh beautiful present to carmella of the matrix yeah any um deeper meaning you can describe to that uh that he's a dum-dum <laughs> i feel like that's a gift that you would have given your mom mm. No, I think I knew better than that. I don't know, like maybe slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would have wrapped something in a plastic bag. I probably did wrap things in plastic bags. I probably didn't say that I was doing it for the environment. Maybe I did. I don't mm. know. Who like, knows? I don't know. It just Entirely kind of like, possible. It felt it like remind, you. When you saw that, it reminded <laughs> you of me. Oh, that's it great. did. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. yeah. Boy, Not now, AJ. but like, okay. you know, 15 years ago or so. Right. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Success. Um, and then, of course, we have, we see him leave, right? He get, he gets this text message, right? So he's also quite good at lying. Mm-hmm. Um, he get not a text message. He gets a page um, on his pager mm-hmm. uh, from whoever, and then he asks if he can go and sleep over at whoever yeah. if, as long as he's in bed, right? But then mm-hmm. we see that he actually goes to a pool with Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for those who don't know, one of the extras in the scene at the pool is none other than Lady Gaga. Yeah, so he should, I mean, people would have appreciated if they had known that. He would have been like, hey, I'm going to the school pool with Lady Gaga. <laughs> they would have been like, that's cool. <laughs> right, but exactly. 
anyways. But instead, they just, like, threw a bunch of stuff into the pool. Right. Ordered what looks like a pretty good pizza. I know. And they didn't even I was disappointed it. that they didn't finish it. That yeah. was probably my biggest upset It sounded good. Double, double meatballs. That's an incredible order. Yeah. <laughs> has so much promise. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love – so I love that line, right, when the police then go to the pizza shop, right, to, like, right. deduce what right. happened. It's they're such like, a mockery, too. Yeah, yeah. They're like, does this pie fit a pattern? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that entire scene is just, like, kind of supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. Even, like, the stereotype of an Italian-American who comes up and he's like, I'm going to put my foot up his ass. Yeah. And then the younger guy comes. It's just, like, a caricature of a scene. Yeah. My pizza never hurt nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, then they say to the son, like, this makes you an accessory after right. the fact. Or and whatever. then it zooms in on him, mm-hmm. and then it zooms out of AJ's face. That's actually right. how they do the edit. So they're, yeah. like, connecting them in this interesting way. Yeah. I actually thought that that next scene was really interesting. So exactly that scene zooms in on him when he realizes he would be an accessory. Zoom out on AJ, and now we're established with AJ, Tony, and Right, Carmella. he's, like, shown up back from school. But there's actually, for me, something very sincere about what AJ's saying there. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that... In a weird way, it's actually, like, some of the most honest behavior we've seen from him. And it's it's kind of nothingness, but I think that's kind of who he is as a character. Yeah. Like, when he's saying, we just did it, and they ask him why he did it, and he says, I don't know. There, There's something about it that's childish, but also, like, this kind of, like, weird nihilistic streak where he just doesn't care. Yeah. Or think about things. Yeah. He just kind of behaves and does things. That is youthful. But it's also something else where there's just kind of this like, I don't know, this yeah. this lack of of caring about it. Yeah. And I actually think that like they, they use an extreme close up on his face, which they typically use in this show to convey like an important scene, often about like something deeper about a character. And I think that is something deeper about his character. Yeah. He just doesn't know or care. Yeah. There's kind of an emptiness. Well, it's interesting, right? Because, like, when they're then later in the principal's office, um, they, like, keep referring to how AJ is, like, a leader, right? Mm -hmm. He's really not, right? Like, in that scenario, like, he was not leading anything. I guess he ordered the pizza. Like, you know, like, that's... (laughs) That's the kind of leader I would follow to the end of the world. I mean, (laughs) yeah. And, I mean, again, it kind of ties into Jackie Jr. also, right? Like, that's that, again, that kind of counterpart there. But... Um, he's not like he was just going along like you know he didn't initiate any of the things that were going on there he just kind of was watching and laughing Mm -hmm. just like Lady Gaga yeah right just like Lady Gaga yeah and Um, actually weird weirdly we found out while while reading our favorite Sopranos autopsy that Robert Eiler actually three months after within three months of this episode was arrested for some pretty strange like robbery, like, like robbery yeah. and assault of some Brazilian tourists. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So that's pretty strange. Little factoid. It's like I always I always think about that with actors, like um, especially young actors. And you know, like we this is a total aside, but um, like it must be really hard for young actors. Like he's still a teenager. He's mm-hmm. under you know underage. Meadow, even though she was playing a teenager, was yeah. never a teenager on the show. Um, but it must be really hard when you immerse yourself in a role, right? And then you're still like, dealing, you're still dealing with like your developing identity as an adult. Like that must hmm. be really challenging for I think like young well actors in general, but maybe particularly. Well, so you young think those actors. Brazilians got robbed because of The Sopranos? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just it's just interesting. Right? No, it, it is absolutely. Yeah, it's it's something to think about. Um, I like how Tony 
with AJ then, like in that, you know, when mm-hmm. we zoom in on his face there, he keep, Tony keeps saying, on your mother's birthday. Right. Um, and he's like, it was after midnight. Um, but then Tony brings up, like, he's like, you're screwing everything up. Your football career is going down, going the, down drain. the drain. Right? Yeah. And so, again, we haven't tapped into Tony's football career entirely yet. But we've um, certainly mentioned it on this show. Yeah. And to look out for, yeah, the mentions. Yeah. It's one of those things that kind of like swims around in his subconscious and just kind of bubbles up sometimes. Well, it's interesting the things he focuses on, right? Like yeah. he focuses on something to do with AJ's mother, right? With Carmela. Yeah. And he focuses on the football. Yeah. He doesn't focus on the other issues that are at play there, right? He doesn't focus on like screwing up your academic career. Right. Right. <laughs> like, which is probably the clearest issue there right um, yeah. well he's doing great he brought his average up to a c minus i love i love that scene i love when aj smiles after he yeah. hears that it's so funny <laughs> so good um, yeah and i mean yeah you know we we have gotten a window into already that that like junior varsity football was important mm-hmm. for tony mm-hmm. and that yeah it's interesting that he focuses on that and that it's something that for him was very relevant in in his youth is that like he didn't have the football career that he wanted so again there's this kind of like selfish aspect of what people tend to focus on because like tony can understand it and it affects Mm -hmm. him yeah and so he's kind of like asserting that onto us yeah totally um anything else with aj I have, you have not that I have written down. I mean, we do see like you know, like he does eventually get this punishment right mm-hmm. from Tony and Carmela, and the episode ends with him cleaning out the gutters. Yeah, um, they both are. Well, Carmela doesn't really acknowledge it, but we know that she's probably the one who told him like go outside and clean the gutters. Tony's yeah. kind of content mm-hmm. with that, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know, like, where, you know... It... Although, actually, doesn't it kind of look like when they're talking about it and AJ says he just doesn't understand and then Tony kind of brings him outside well, he as if to show him gutters. Yeah, what like, the gutters are? Yeah, but, again, but like, in the, that's a few, like, days or whatever right. or before the scene where he's actually doing it, right? right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know, like, you know, for AJ's kind of trajectory, where this is kind of setting him off on... Um, well, it does It does kind of make you ask the question of, yeah, who is he? And for mm-hmm. me, the only answer that I got uh, kind of updated from this episode is that he is this kind of, like, empty, kind of, like, aimless character. Yeah, well, he's really, like, shapeable by the other people mm-hmm. around him, right? Like, even, like, you know, the one thing, like, we were talking about Jackie Jr. Again, like, I kind of, like, was happy to see, mm-hmm. like, their interaction. Like, even though I think Jackie Jr.'s kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, it did seem like AJ was, you know, influenced in a positive way by him, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was giving him good advice for football. It wasn't, you know, right. Um, AJ like sees him as like, you know, someone who he can aspire to in yeah. some ways. I mean, he doesn't know all the ins and outs of what Jackie Jr. is up to. But, yeah. Um, that was kind of one of the more, I don't know, positive moments in the mm-hmm. show for AJ. But he is like but he's moldable to whoever's around him, right? So like when he's with his friends at the pool, he's also like just being a little shit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah. I thought it was interesting in that scene at the school at Verblum Day, um, with the football coach who's there is the 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 fact that he's also a priest that yeah. for me kind of like likened him to Father Phil. Yeah. There's this kind of like empty rhetoric that yeah. they're using and they're kind of like protecting principles yeah and yet at the end of the day it's 
it, it that's what it is it's it's empty yeah and like when the headmaster or principal or whatever is referencing the harvard study like they can kind of like talk these words that sound yeah. good and maybe like with words kind of convey principles but in action they don't yeah it's actually quite the opposite like it's self-serving they just want to win their football yeah game. so there's really nothing about principles or morality in yeah. that scene well we get other references to other religions too in this episode yeah. right like so we have and maybe we can jump into talking about her but uh, we have the introduction of, well, we we met Gloria a couple. The of, development of we Gloria. We have a development yeah. of Gloria, yes. And we get a little bit of insight into her that she wears this Buddhist symbol, yeah. um, which, again, like ties her to Janice, right? And Tony even mentions that. He's mm -hmm. like, oh, no, I knew there was something wrong with you, right? Um and she talks about how she meditates in the morning and it like sets her up for, I forget how she says it, like a positive outlook on the mm -hmm. day or something like that. Right. When clearly she's like a pretty troubled person mm -hmm. who I don't think really has a positive outlook on <laughs> the day or life. Um, and then we have Tony kind of starting to absorb. She, he uses the same words that, that she does and I forget what they are at this very moment. Mm. Um, shoot. At, at which point? When he's in with Melfi, he uses, and she comments on it. She's like, your your words seem to come from a really Eastern philosophy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, mm -hmm. Shoot, I wish I could remember what yeah, they were. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but, so we have references to that. Um, of course, like when, you know, Janice, we had her exploring Buddhism yeah. also. Like that was always. Really... Well, even with Janice too, like she's now exploring Catholicism. Right. And yet her friend is there saying like, oh, the Lord says we can't drink. And Janice shows up with cocaine on her nose. Yeah. So clearly, again, there's this like hypocrisy yeah. to taking the words of something to prove principles and morality, but mm -hmm. then just immediately bending it and doing whatever mm -hmm. you want. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so yeah, so we have Gloria, right? Um, you know, Tony like you know seeks her out after their last encounter, mm -hmm. right? Or I don't know. I guess it's after their last encounter. I don't know if they've seen each other in between. Um, but he goes to her place of work. She, he sees her with this like kind of being mm -hmm. very friendly with this other guy right. who buys cars from her. Um, and you know later when they they end up going to the zoo right he buys her that louis vuitton wallet they later go to the zoo he says i've never met anybody like you and i thought that mm. was such a funny thing to say yeah. <laughs> because she had like like i mentioned with the janice thing like she has overlaps with so many other characters oh my god yeah and we see that when she says to him, poor, poor you. you, right? And the we acting see on James Gandolfini's face there face. is incredible. I know. It's amazing. Um, she's very much like people that he's met before. She's, I think she's like a mirror. I think she's, she's like a complete reflection. Of, she yeah. enjoys violence, right? Like even like think about when Tony and, or not Tony, when Janice and Richie yeah. were having sex and he was holding a gun mm -hmm. to her head, right? And then like, yeah. um, you know, she's like fondling his gun. Gun, yeah. Um, she's a lot like lots of people that he's met. Well, before. even yeah, like in the um, session that she has with Melfi too, and they kind of have that like showdown. Mm -hmm. that, and Melfi's astute enough to know that something's going on, yeah. and she asks her the behavior that Gloria exhibits there, yeah, like she like turns turning it, it. Mm -hmm. yeah, turning it on Melfi and saying that she's kind of like 
and digged in about the way that this went. And it's like, it's so similar to what Tony, what Tony has done, not only in Melfi sessions, but just like his behavior. Well, and also of... what Livia did all yeah. the time, right? L Livia was the queen of that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think like that was just the, one of the funnier lines. Like I've never met anyone like you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, when you see them, like they, they do seem to have this like very intense connection, mm -hmm. right? Like, Which makes so sense because they reflect each other. Yeah, because they're both insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like she's, her character functions in a similar way to some of those other characters. And mm -hmm. it really just, I think like, it's kind of like, again with AJ, like getting himself involved in these shenanigans over and over again, it's kind of like the, that you can never really escape these things that are innate to yourself, definitely. right? Like, you know, even though you think you are, like... I definitely think that you, that's a core like, message of this yeah, show. Yeah, like, with AJ, like, you think he's a leader on the football team and is doing better in school, but really he's just yeah. the same old. With Tony, like, you know, he's no longer with Irina or whatever, yeah. but, like, you know, there's also similarities with Gloria and Irina, mm -hmm. this, like, neediness, yeah. um, the way that they, you know, like, give him kind of this power that he really yeah. craves and wants. Um, yeah, you just never kind of escape that, even yeah. though it might look like it at yeah. some point on the outside. Yeah, the people on this show don't really change. No. That is definitely a central part of, no. of The Sopranos. There are some really interesting things with Gloria, actually, I found in their later scene in the episode. So when mm -hmm. they're at the hotel room in New York, when they're dancing, the camera work is like constantly spinning. So it's very disorienting. Mm. It's actually almost like intoxicated. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's like we're, we're meant to kind of like be put off by this, mm -hmm. by this relationship. And mm -hmm. it actually kind of like makes it feel topsy-turvy and unsettled. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple like really interesting things that happened too in terms of the power dynamic between both of them. Like Gloria holding the gun... Um, just in terms of, I mean, first of all, like that kind of um, representing kind of like a, a power control, mm -hmm. you know, of her having that. But she's but also, also like between his legs. Right. But that's also like sexually she's in control. Like mm -hmm. she is like the one who is asserting herself. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. I mean, she's in command of that situation. She's totally. She's doing what she wants. And actually that comes to my point because there's a few things. Like she's aware of what Tony does when she sees the gun. Yeah. Like she knows, oh, Mr. Waste Management. Yeah. Like she knows who he is. And that's actually a power that a lot of other people don't have. Like Carmela doesn't have that. She kind of like puts her head in the sand. Yeah. And kind of like doesn't acknowledge who Tony really is. Yeah. So she's fully aware and she's fully in control of this situation. Like she kind of like pushes him down. She's the one with the power dynamic. What's really interesting is that the last scene that happens in that entire kind of scene between them is that Tony's looking like a little bit concerned and like kind of tries to flip the dynamic. So he actually kind of like turn her. So she's the one on the chair yeah. and that he would be asserting himself. And actually that's when they edit. Yeah. Like they get out of there. Yeah, yeah. So like Gloria has this control over Tony and actually like a level of power over him that mm -hmm. we don't often see in this show. Mm -hmm. Typically Tony is the one who has power over others. Yeah, no, totally. I wrote that, I wrote something down during that scene too, which is when she is saying like the Mr. Waste Management thing. She says, I know why you lie, but you don't have to. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting because I don't know if there's anyone else in Tony's life that he doesn't have to lie to. Mm. Right? Like, right. 
there's no one who's really like said that to him or like made him feel maybe that way in his before. family. I mean, like in the in the mob family. I don't know if he needs to be dishonest with a lot well, of those he, people. I mean, he is about his therapy and stuff like that at some points, right? Like he is he does hide parts of himself mm-hmm. from or he them. Did. I mean, I or guess he, he did. Came, came yeah. Um, but in I general, yeah, I that, mean, he creates a cage for himself by yeah. through his behavior. Um, and then just in terms of kind of that, like, intoxicated kind of disorientation, like, Tony is spending like a crazy person yeah. in this episode. It's like, wild. He is really out of control. I don't know how much money he would have spent in this episode, but... How much would that ring be? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> um, I have zero concept of that. Um, so there is this kind of, like... Again, it's this pattern of, like, not look... Like AJ... Like, not looking before you leap, like, being kind of careless with, you know, everything and just, like, you know, uh, following your most, like, base instincts, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, towards, I don't know what kind of end. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know, like, I, but I agree with you on the, on the power dynamic thing. Um, Like, she's, she's like all the others who have come before her in her, you know, lineage, she's able to manipulate Tony, even mm-hmm. though he still has some semblance that he's in control. Yeah. Um, like, even when he comes and he's like, I want you to come with me, we'll go anywhere. She's like, I'll call you. Yeah. We'll go to the zoo. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I think he, like, and that's why I think he likes her so much. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... It is this kind of like it's familiar. It makes him feel like he's chasing her and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, of course, we have her with a lot of snakes. There's right? a lot of her with snakes. Yeah, Like definitely. when they're at the reptile room at the zoo, there's that big snake behind her. There sure is. Yeah, that's a pretty overt one. Yeah. Um, there's also like I think it's when um, uh, it's a it, there's a scene yeah well the, there's a scene with Gloria and Tony and then there's a like a an it's edit when, when immediately at, to Polly and Tony yeah talking about snakes and it's when they're at they, the car dealership and yeah. then yeah then they're talking about snakes yeah and so they they kind of like link those things yeah at first and actually on the TV you can like see all the snakes right so there's a lot of like visual well and they talk they talk about snakes for a long yeah. time right and there's these interesting references like they talk about how they're male and female and right. so they can fuck themselves right. which is not true but um but you know but then there's this reference to religion too right like tony makes this reference like why would you call someone a snake right like that's why you call them a snake you can't trust them because they can fuck themselves right and tony's like well what it doesn't it reference like adam and eve and the apple you know and polly's like snakes were fucking themselves long before (laughs) adam and eve which great contribution to the episode by polly yeah but it is again like in light of the other references to religion that we see and and also in reference to gloria Mm -hmm. um like i think both of those things might be relevant to her as a character right like she i mean we won't get too much into it until later episodes but she um isn't maybe serving her best interests like she is kind of fucking herself and we get that sense yeah. from her 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 um session with melfi right that yeah. she has this history uh with men yeah and she's diving into something new and lying to melfi about it yeah right even though that was the cause of like you know her harming herself mm-hmm. in her past relationship mm-hmm. um but at the same time she is also this kind of temptress right like the snake with eve mm-hmm. Right? Like, she's holding out this juicy apple Mm -hmm. or whatever it is in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, So, 
it's an apple. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think those two kind of, those are both like, you know, however we want to look at snakes, both of those are kind of true to her. Yeah. Um, and we also, and I think in Soprano's autopsy, he mentions that too, like the connection with um, Janice to reptiles, right? Right, like which is made a lot in the second sna- and season. And snakes. I mean, yeah. like, you know, like we Cobra see, when she's doing yeah, that. Yeah, and we've class, talked about that before. Creepy crawler. <laughs> yeah, the creepy crawler pool thing. Um, so again, like showing that overlap between those yep. two characters, right? Yeah. No, totally. I thought another interesting scene was um, Tony with Melfi near the end of the episode where yeah. he's like so happy and saying that like, and Melfi like picks up on that saying that, you know, oh wow, you're really happy. And yet she is astute enough in the end to know exactly what's going on. Yeah. I liked how Tony was saying, like, it's because you've put a lot of time into me. Mm. So, again, like, this, like, glaring hypocrisy and, like, inauthenticity that it's like, no, that has nothing to do with it. And, you know, and Melfi says any, any you know, kind of breakthroughs that you've had are completely your own. But when he says it's because of you, that's, like, actually, like, much more literal than the, like, psychological work they've done. It's just, yeah. like, he brought... Yeah, you introduced her to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah like, you brought me together with Gloria, and I'm yeah. happy now. But actually, it's completely toxic. Yeah. And actually, it's, go- it's going to... Pr- it <gasps> seems like it's not going to be good. Almost, it seems a, like almost a, a spoiler. Oh, my God. Who knows? But yeah. it seems like a toxic relationship to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, like, and after that, too, like, Melfi's dilemma, where she's talking to her son and talks about how she hates her patients... And then her son says that he needs some expensive books. And she looks at the extra money and has this moral conundrum that I think continues surfacing in the show again and again. Yeah. It's like people want to take the moral high ground, but they never do out of convenience and out of except the things that they... Except for Krakauer. Except for Krakauer. And I guess Melfi, to an extent, when she doesn't engage with Tony on that level to make mm-hmm. him go after the employee of the month. Right. But she still takes his money this time. Yeah, she does still take his money showing that the characters in the show are completely imperfect and that when they're confronted with these moral dilemmas, they typically choose the route of convenience. Right. Um, yeah. Who else do we want to talk about? Or do you have anything else on? Well, I have, I mean, you know, like the first scene, just like how bad these presents are and how self-serving yeah. they are. I feel like, yeah, like inauthenticity or hypocrisy, um, yeah, or kind of just like, things that are completely yeah. self-serving or at the center of how a lot of characters behave right. in this episode. Well, like Melfi taking the money, right? Like we do see Carmela when she receives the ring, mm-hmm. right? And she knows, like she's smart. She can pick it up. Like she's astute. She even brings up the Mercedes Benz. Yeah. She's like, is there something you need to tell me you didn't get that Mercedes? Yeah. Which is like completely hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. But then she kind of spins it. She's like, you know, so-and-so calls them midlife crisis cars. Maybe it's Rosalie. No, yeah, she says um, Kuzumano. Oh, Jeannie Cus- Kuzumano. Yeah. That's right. Um, so she's kind of hitting it on the head, but, like, also in some ways not. But I think she also diverts it. She doesn't want to know. No, of course not, ways. right? And we see her. She's, like, hugging Tony and then, like, looking at the ring, right? Like, yeah. that kind of stuff does buy Carmela. Even if yeah. she does have other thoughts about it, right? Like, then she goes out and gets herself the matching earrings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Just digging the hole deeper. Like, she's committed. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like, now it's a matching set. Yeah. Um... But yeah, there's just so much in Me- Meadows. Yeah. Meadows' gift of buying it on her mom's credit, buying Going a to present the on her mom's yeah. credit wow. card. So thoughtful. Yeah. She wants a car too, like yeah. pushing to get that gift. Which, <laughs> wow, living in New York City. Yeah. I, what a lucky, what a, what a lucky girl if she gets to go to Columbia and get a car. 
yeah. r- right away. I don't know she's where like, she would Maybe I'd it. want, and also like her behavior, like, oh, like maybe I'd want to like come, come home, home for, dinner. for dinner. It's like, oh, you can take the 45 minute bus. Well, and Carmela says that too, right? Like late, like with Tony, you know, like she's like, I think the only reason why Meadow came for my birthday was to see Jackie Jr. Right. Which is probably true. Which is def- almost definitely true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting how she brings up the uh, Dave Scavino in a mental health facility in Novato, going back to the collateral Nova- Nevado. damage. Novato. Novato. Yeah. Novada. <laughs> Not in Novato, I'm sorry. Yeah, Scavino, Novada. Yeah. yeah. Scavino, Novada. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, just like these like tiny glimpses that we get that remind us of the collateral damage of yeah. Tony's behavior. Yeah. And, you know, and seeing that like all the like benefits that come to this family come at a cost like it is yeah. a zero sum world and yeah. that people are hurting because of what they have yeah um, um you know and the other like the other gift i guess that we get in this episode is the is gift of the lollipop, the lollipop club. club to aid yep um or i guess like you know the gift of the lollipop club from the guy who lost all his money <laughs> right. in betting to yeah. christopher and, yeah. and furio apparently yeah um and so we have her then, you know, back in the, the music business mm-hmm. um, because we know she has such great taste yeah. in bands. Um, I think that Miami relatives um, <laughs> sounded a Better. little bit like Defiler, actually. There was a similar vibe. going. It's like kind of she like a, a whiny. A, she has a she has a style. A whiny grunge rock. Mm hmm. Um, it's really beautiful. I like actually there's a scene there where you can't yeah. really hear what anybody's saying. Yeah. And, you know, like that's that's great. But then like when she goes to Hesh and you don't really know what they're saying, but you can kind of surmise that she's saying, what do you think about the band? And he yeah. kind of just like waves his hand around yeah. to say like, they're okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, I love how you don't, you can't hear it, anything that they're saying either, but you like know what's going on, right? Like right. Polly passes Chris an envelope. Like yeah. it's really, it's funny. Yeah. He actually had cotton in his ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to block out the sound. Yeah, um, I also thought that was an interesting dynamic, just in that, like, kind of like the the power dynamic there between Chris and Aid. That like Chris would, this is like his huge gift, and it is a huge gift, but it's also like completely life changing for Adriana. He's just like, like she has no agency. Yeah, he's just like, here's a club. Now you own a club yeah and it's like adriana just like works for you yeah and it's like great like now adriana's life is completely different like you would hope that she would have some agency in her life to decide yeah you made her quit her old job at vesuvio yeah right and now she has this new job yeah um it smells like fish and piss yeah those are (laughs) two things that you know yeah um aren't really that positive right the fish is interesting because of course we see fish and water symbolism with pussy Mm -hmm. Um, well, and and also we were finding out when we were reading that the Lollipop Club and what they changed the name to Crazy Horse are actually two places that the actor who played oh, Big right. Pussy owned. Really weird. Yeah. Really strange. <laughs> like a cafe and a club. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I keep trying to figure out why she names it Crazy Horse. Because mm. like, we do have other horse references in this show. Not, yeah. not a lot yet. Um, well, I mean... For me, there there is that like weird meta thing. I don't know what's going yeah. on, but it seems that like the fact that they are, yeah, you know, relating it to those actual places. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, but I'll keep thinking on it. Yeah. Um, a couple small else? things. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, uh, just to like go one step further, even on the like inauthenticity, like yeah, like the very first line that we get from Tony when 
when uh, Carmela's there and saying, is anybody home is like him singing like happy birthday, baby. I love you. So just like the glaring inauthenticity of that, yeah. that he's like you. And again, and like weaponizing these kinds of things, like yeah. these weaponizing emotions to say like, I love you. So, and he's giving her something expensive to hide what he's doing with somebody else. And his yeah. feelings for her. We get a lot of parallel scenes, like with the gift giving with Tony and Gloria and Tony and Carmela, yeah. even when they're like kissing, like in the first scene with Carmela, mm. they're kissing, and then like Tony sees AJ, and, and kind of stops doing yeah. it, right? And then when they're kissing at the zoo, he's kind of like looking around to yeah. see if anyone's looking, right? And then there's that group of kids that walks by, and she right. mentions the kids. So there was like I found like that was a parallel yeah. there. Um, he's not really treating either of them the way that people should be treated. No, you know, yeah. Um, He's making choices that are, you know, his own choices. But, like, yeah. he's, um, yeah, there's there's some kind of overlap there yeah. with, like, the way that he uses gift giving. Yeah, it's definitely. To, it's to manipulate. Definitely. Really. There was an interesting thing for me, too, um, when Carmelo was with Rosalie. And she was saying, there was this line of, like, you can only push a man so far. Right. And then it's like, that's absolutely true. And then there's an idiot, an idiot, an, <laughs> an edit to Gloria's legs, yeah. which for me is interesting because like these two women are kind of like blaming themselves for their role yeah. in like breaking up a marriage or like how they could be involved when it's like completely not their fault. Like Tony is responsible for his relationship with Gloria and he's drawn to her sexuality. It has nothing really to do with them. Like yeah. they're not pushing him to that. He's responsible for that. Oh, yeah. And yet yeah. like they're almost blaming themselves yeah. for it. Or at least like accepting the like reality, this like sad reality that like they would be pushing someone to that one. It's like that is not on them yeah. at all. Yeah. And that's not fair. Um yeah. Just as an aside, I love yeah. when we see him later at Crazy Horse at AIDS party, mm-hmm. um, just like dancing in some weird clothes. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> living like, you know, it's like kind of like when he got the earring, you mm-hmm. know, to like impress Adriana. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm like, thinking oh. I'm thinking too far ahead. Um, yeah. I'm talking about Artie. Um, he like got that earring like he's like, he's, out. So cool he's trying to be part of the crew. He's really something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love, on the side, with um, Rosalie saying, you know, like, after, like, not like not appreciating with, with Artie, like, not yeah. appreciating Artie's, like, foray into, like, high gastronomy or, like, right. his, his artistry of, like, wanting to have, you know, like a, yeah, like a more artistic product or whatever, yeah. like a higher quality thing. And he brings over the burrata. Yeah. And, you know, she's saying, like, it tastes like mozzarella with string beans. And, like, that relationship with food that they have is really interesting. That it's just, like, what is known, what is comfortable, what is nostalgic. But there's really, like, no deeper appreciation for what it is mm-hmm. or the artistry behind it. Like, mm-hmm. they don't care. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. if Artie wants to, like you know yeah. elevate his cuisine yeah. and actually like they will shun it because it's not what they want yeah. and it's not what they associate with this cuisine yeah just you know yeah we so. also get a great line there where carmela says ralphie's a great guy you should hold on to him that is a great line yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow so i mean i don't know why how like why carmela would even like let that come out of her mouth you know, you like because she doesn't let herself say like, "Yeah, I'm really happy about Meadow and Jackie Jr." Right. 
I mean, the, she, she they avoids. don't know, though. Things are hidden from them. Like, she doesn't yeah. know that Ralphie was whipping around nunchucks in Georgie's face and so. killing people. I mean, he's clearly a crazy person, even at regular But he has another events. side. You know, like, he's wearing an apron and, yeah. you know, teaching Jackie how to make good gravy. Mm. Seemed like a good lesson. Mm. I was trying to take notes. We should go make pasta. Actually, on that note, I think we're going to go make cacio e pepe, so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Pretty exciting. Okay, well. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll be back soon uh, with the next episode, maybe even <laughs> in a couple hours after, because after we eat pasta. this month is busy, and if we don't double up these days, then there are problems. So we'll be back shortly. Yeah. Well, very shortly for us and at our normal time for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Looking forward. Bye. Thanks. Bye.